Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. can I leave mayonnaise in my car before it will give me botulism? I don't think it gives you botulism. Oh, yeah. Mayonnaise is like the number one cause of botulism. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Like mayonnaise and uncooked chicken and fucking salmon at picnics. You're thinking of salmonella. No, I'm thinking of botulism. Botulism. Do you want me to take a moment and look this up? No. Right at the top of the podcast. You're 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 asking me my opinion. I'm telling it to you, and then you're saying it's wrong. Oh, but you're telling me that it doesn't cause botulism, and I disagree. Mayonnaise is eggs, right? Listen, I have mayonnaise in my car right now. Is why I'm asking. I'm I see. trying to figure out if I should leave the studio and go get the mayonnaise and put it in the fridge here so that I'm safe. Is it open mayonnaise? So open. Is it in the trunk, back seat, front seat, on the windowsill? Like, where is it? <laughs> I left it on the dash. <laughs> you left it on the dash. <laughs> yeah. How long will the hot mayonnaise on my dash and my hot car uh, take to develop botulism and kill me? No, it, it is in the trunk. Okay. It's in a shopping bag in the trunk, but it is an open jar of mayonnaise that I grabbed from my fridge before coming to the studio because I'm house sitting for a friend and I'm going there afterwards and I'm going to make a sandwich tonight. Mm hmm. And I just realized, like, huh, maybe I should grab that mayonnaise out of the car. <laughs> Two things. One, no, don't. Yeah. Three things. Don't. Okay. Two, trunks don't get hot because they're closed dark spaces. Right. So they can't, um, there's no air in there to get warmer. Right. Um, it's it's kind of a vacuum of space in a trunk. <laughs> yeah, that's why you can put bodies in there. You can put like bodies in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Great. And um, also, mayonnaise is eggs, correct? Yes, eggs and oil. Eggs and oil. Mm -hmm. Oil can never give you botulism. <laughs> eggs, if you cook an egg, you're just cooking eggs. So right. there's no, there, you can't make bob, you can cook the eggs in the mayonnaise. So mm -hmm. then you might have like scrambled eggs and mayonnaise or scrambled eggs and oil, but you'll never get botulism because literally all you're doing is heating up the eggs to a cooking temperature. Okay. So hot mayo is not going to kill me. It's just like mayo that's like at room temperature maybe that would kill me. I think the botulism comes when the <laughs> when when the cooked eggs go back to room temp oh, instead yeah. of going to cold you got to keep it hot yeah you got to either keep it hot or put it in the fridge to okay. then freeze the oh my god um back to the good the the good bacteria sure it goes hot mm -hmm. and then you got to make it cold so that they like, they go into stasis like john carpenter's the thing style get that shit real cold exactly and then it'll only come alive and warms up exactly mm -hmm. the big mistake is when people leave it on their windowsill and then let it get to room temp <laughs> so you have to keep your mayonnaise either super hot piping like hot. 140 degrees <laughs> yes or icy 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 cold 100 percent. great so you'll be fine i'm gonna be fine yeah if i see you next week we'll all know it worked out yeah. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, maybe if I did. <laughs> well, I won't be seeing you. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because you're wearing sunglasses. Are you okay? Well, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And um, eye injuries? Yeah, man. Two for two. Two weeks in a row. Yo. Last last week, I threw Funyuns in my eye. <laughs> if you're not watching the YouTube, Mark, producer Mark said, yeah, I was editing the episode and your eye just went from like clear to red as the episode went on because mm -hmm. I had Funyun eye. Yep. A this, Funyun injury. Yeah. Sonic. <laughs> this week, um, I was meeting you for a pre-production meeting before this. It was a dramatic moment. I heard a scream. Yeah. 
and uh, my knees buckled. I went down to one knee. I came around the corner and you were truly down in like a like a superhero stance with like one fist on the pavement mm-hmm. with one knee. Mm-hmm. And you were going, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, are you OK? And uh, it turns out what happened? Was it a? I don't know what flew into my eye, but I was like turning the corner, mm-hmm. walking towards you. Yeah. And then something just like shot a lightning bolt from my eye all the way up my brain and something flew in there and then I immediately closed my eye and then smashed it with my palm yeah which I don't know if that makes it better or worse I but definitely that's think what, that makes it worse that's what someone like me does yeah uh well because I don't want to fly crawling behind my eye into my orbital oh, socket oh god that's the fucking I just heard laying an egg uh, I just heard a story of a woman who was like hearing this whispering sound and she couldn't figure out what was going on and they found a spider in her ear <gasps> La, 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 la. Absolute nightmare. So no flies in your eye. No flies you. in my eye. So I smashed it, but I do think I scratched the um your cornea, the cornea or something, because it it. <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke. Maybe we can workshop it here. Okay. Because uh, I used tap water and then Visine, which stung Yo, like crazy. The so worst combination possible. Right now my eye hurts, but is also very dry. Yeah. So I was gonna say something about like my yeah my eye you know it's it hurts and is dry like a. Uh, and then all I could think was like hymens and oh you know. yeah, mm. well you know what I have that might <laughs> we help. Both, we both <laughs> moved like, on. No, no. Do you know what I have that might help? Uh, what? Some hot mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Just slather it on. Just put a poultice on your eyeball. You know, it might. That would probably help. Well, because don't eggs? Yes, because don't eggs. You can put eggs on a cut and they'll help heal the cut. I believe. I've I'm, never I'm heard. Very, th- Truly. Oh, I think you're thinking of egg whites. I think it's the albumin it is. It's in the, the egg whites. Yeah. But egg uh, mayonnaise is made with egg yolk. There's no whites in mayonnaise. That's right. Or, I mean, mayonnaise is very white. Yes. But it is made with y- yolk. Yolks? Yolks. What a weird... Yolks. Yolk. Do you say the L? I always say the L. You say yolks, right? I don't want anyone to get confused. Yolks? You're not making yolks. It's yolks. Yolks. Cool. Yolks. Put some yolks on that old eye injury and yeah. you'll feel way better. Maybe I go to the mayonnaise factory and be like, what are you doing with all your whites? <laughs> Let me get a bag of your whites. <laughs> Gonna use it as band-aids. That's not fucking weird at all. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we have some plugs up top. Oh my god, Listen, my eye feels crazy. I'm so sorry. What can we do for you? Nothing. I got just, my Pedialyte oh my god. from the weekend. Are you a 72-year-old man? What the fuck happened to you while I was in Newfoundland? <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Listen, everyone, we're coming to Las Vegas. We are hosting the International Cannabis Awards at MJ BizCon. The MJs. Mike and I are co-hosting. It's going to be a great time. We're working on some fun bits. I'm so excited. I'm also very excited to pick out an outfit. Uh, There's a crazy after party. We're going to be there. So go to themjs.com if you um, are in Vegas and you can come and see a fantastic show. It's going to be a fabulous time. November 30th. Right. November 30th. Awesome. And then um, I wanted to encourage people to go sign up for my Substack. It's free. You can subscribe uh, for money if you choose to support me that way. But honestly, just having people subscribe and read and share is really cool. I'm making uh, sandwiches and talking about sexism and misogyny as usual over there on the Substack. And it's a newsletter where I'm also like diving into topics that just are meaningful to me. Like this week I wrote about... um, the meaning of home and going home to Newfoundland and uh, a bunch of stuff. I shared some crazy vids. Actually, I'm going to share one of the videos that I took in Newfoundland later on in this app. So check What's out. What's the name of it? Oh, it's My Sandwich, My Choice. Thanks, Mike, for encouraging me. Yes. Don't be mad about it. Um, God, I- you're so fucking crabby. <laughs> one eye injury and you turn into a fucking meanie. Let me show you how to plug. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Uh-huh. What's the name of your show, Mike? <laughs>
Good Lord. <laughs> uh, so I have a show at the Comedy Store Wednesday, November 15th, 1030, called Glazer's After Party. Um, we've got some great sponsors for it, where you're going to get free weed, free mushrooms. Tickets are only $10. And the lineup includes Laura Peak, Bruce Gray, Alex Duong. Uh, Keith Johnson just said yes. I'm in talks with Pete Holmes and David Spade, oh. meaning they have seen my message. Oh. <laughs> so that's about <laughs> as in talks as we've gotten. Uh-huh. But I have a, I have a... I have a sneaking suspicion it might work out because uh, Pete Holmes' new Netflix special just dropped and he's about to go on tour. So I think he needs a place to run new material. Oh, yeah. And so that would be really great if he said yes to that. So that is November 15th, 1030, Comedy Store, Glazers After Party. The best time. Yeah. Um. Cool. What else is popping? Man. You had a wild weekend, huh? Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of Pete. I was in. I was in Newfoundland and I just saw on your Instagram like... I don't know, behind the scenes shots from what looked like a crazy dance party. And then you and your Sonic outfit with Funyuns running around with people. It just looked like, yeah, you were running around and having a Halloween-y good time. Would you indulge me with a day one, day two Halloween description? <laughs> sure. A recap? Yeah. Because I'm very proud of my day one moves. Mm -hmm. But day two is when we get into the drama. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, day one, I... I can I say, should I say his name on here or should I omit his name for these, this two-day extravaganza? Your friend? Yeah. Joel? Damn it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always Joel, right? It's always Joel. It's never not Joel. I have six friends, but I hang out with one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you all know who you are. I'm so, not even on that list. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hates me. Um, so I'm hanging out with Joel on um, one night and I get us free tickets to this uh, two-story club. They're playing reggaeton and hip-hop all night long. I'm like, heck yes. This is the, tonight is turn-up night. Wednesday, or Friday is turn-up night. Mm -hmm. Not turnips, but turn-up night. Not a root vegetable, but a get fucked up and go wild night. Exactly. Right. So we eat, both eat a handful of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. We take some shots of whiskey before getting in the Uber. Oh. And, um, and we just start smoking weed the whole way there. But, in the Uber? Um... Moved. Yeah. Sorry, you no, 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 no. Okay. Um, I should I should say once we got out of the Uber, Joel had his vape. Okay. And we're walking around trying to figure it out. But the reason they get you is with the free tickets, that line is across the street. Oh. The people who pay VIP, mm -hmm. they all get in first, and then when there's room, a group of two will come in from the free ticket line. Yeah. And I said, screw that. We're not waiting in that line. And Joel was like, Well, I don't want to wait in this VIP line. And so I saw the security guard, and I go, Hey. How much to just let us in right here in the back door? And he goes, 40 bucks each. And I go, done. And he put two bracelets on us, opened up the back door to the club, and we walked right in and skipped both lines. Whoa, that's like you slide your money across this, the the counter at the um, check-in in Vegas. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, greasing the palm a little bit. I will never stand in line again. I will okay. find that security guard running around, line managing, be like, what's good? Let us get out of your hair. That's two more people in there already popping off. Great. And so um, we danced all night. Uh, the mushrooms were amazing. I can get more into that in a bit because we have a mushroom segment coming up. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and I love also drinking, dancing and being on psychedelics where you're sweating all night. So the next day you wake up and feel pretty good because you kind of okay. sweated it all out of you. Yeah. Um, that's a real nice thing. And then night two was house party night. So Joel and I went to a house party and this is where it gets dramatic. Okay. Uh, also, again, ate mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, a couple shots of whiskey. Diminishing returns with the second time, do you feel like? No, because the first night I took the um, 
two microdose caps from mm-hmm. our friend where he gave me the microdoses. Yep. And night two, I ate a whole cap and stem. Okay. And the cap and stem, I was tripping so much harder. I was laughing so hard. Sure. Having a really great time. Got um, it. And the microdoses were just like a nice background sparkle mm-hmm. to the evening where really like the other thing at the club that I loved was it was all people 21 and up, mm-hmm. but nobody was drinking and everyone was dry humping. So you just have like, I, <laughs> there's something about this new generation where these young kids, nobody's drinking alcohol. Yeah. Nobody is it's not cool turning up. It's not up fucking on cool. It's it was not. so nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. It's really nice. It's just like as, as a woman who just is generally always sort of like looking out for the other women in the space too just on that level you're like that's fucking nice like nobody's you know it's it's not as worrisome and it feels much more sort of like celebratory and fun for yeah. me yeah for absolutely sure. so everyone was respectfully dry humping Great. you know with permission yeah there were no fights there was no drunk motherfuckers bouncing anywhere it was like Love it. awesome so great fantastic that's a good time so night two we're at this house party okay and it's a very adult house party okay meaning to be char- old no, well, I mean, no, because I don't want to. I, I don't want to put an age to it as yeah. much as I want to put a vibe to it. Got it. Charcuterie board, mm-hmm. pizzas, mm-hmm. bowls of chips, tongs in the chips in oh case anyone doesn't want to pick up a chip loose. <laughs> that, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, real adult shit. Tongs in the chips. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not against it. I'm uh, not against it. No, but I did avoid the tong. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to use tongs for chips. That seems insane. A long tong for like six Doritos. A long tong. Although, yeah, okay. I don't. I don't need to dive into it too much. Would um, you use the tong? I did actually recently use a tong on a chip. But it was at the that um, launch event for that fancy weed soda can whatever yeah we went to and it was at soho house and it was like all fancy and everything and they had tongs in the chips and i was like i should use the tongs here because it's like this big public event and who knows what's gone on with things so i used the tongs because i didn't want to look like a degenerate i see well mm-hmm. i am anti-tong in the chips i feel you yeah yeah like i understand a ladle in the salsa of course, you use your hand. No, because you would just go from chip to salsa. Like you would scoop oh, no. A to B. There's an entire Seinfeld episode about that. The you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, but, I mean that was the double dipping episode. But like, yeah, yeah no, you got to ladle the salsa. Put it on a plate or in a little bowl or something, mm-hmm. or ladle it straight into your mouth. I also think salsa is a terrible party. Um. It's just gross. It's gross. It's always loose on the paper plate, yeah. sliding around liquidy. You can only use it, that plate once because of it. It stains things. Yeah. Looks I, gross when you throw it up later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so we're at this very adult house party mm-hmm. on mushrooms. We just missed the pinata that was full of candy. So now I'm on mushrooms picking up ground Twixes. Okay. Uh, making friends, being charming, having fun. But out of the corner of my eye, I see a couple enter. Go immediately over to the charcuterie cheese, large blocks of cheese, cheese knife, great cracker assortment. She loads up her plate with each type of cheese, and then her and her husband walk outside to the balcony, talk by themselves, eat the cheese plate, come back in, do it again, go outside, come back in, do it again. Three trips to the cheese board, Mm -hmm. three trips to the balcony, Mm -hmm. and then they left. (laughs) What a move. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> I immediately go to Joel. I'm like, Joel, to your, I was like, six o'clock, six o'clock. He's like, what? And I was like, I can't believe. I said it loud enough for them to hear too. I was like, I can't believe they just ate three ple- cheese plates and are leaving. They oh, didn't even say hi. You cheese shamer. I was cheese shaming hard. Wait, wait, what kind of drugs do you think they were on? 
Uh, I bet they just smoked a fatty and they just needed the snacks. Mm. That's what I look like at a party after I've just gotten stoned and I don't really want to talk to anyone is I make three trips to the whatever food is available place. And then you and go? And I go outside and eat it by myself and then I leave. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you've seen it. I have seen it. I mean, it's, you know, my favorite is if it's roast chicken and I just like hork off a leg and stand in a corner. <laughs> don't come near me. I'm out. <laughs> you know this to be true, right? I do. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen you in the corner. Everyone's dancing and mingling. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like, at you know, at a at a bar when the crowds part and then two people lock eyes and fall in love, except the crowd parts and it's me locking eyes with you and you have a mouthful of chicken. <laughs> and you're just like, do you need to go? <laughs> And I'm like, yes, yes, <clears throat> I need to be horizontal and comfy pants immediately. So I'm the only one who has any amount of animosity towards these people. Everyone is either on your side or says, like, sounds like a good plan. And then it sounds like they went yeah. home, ate more food and watched a movie together and probably you know, boned. and boned. Yeah, I, I can't stand behind it. I don't like someone coming in, commandeering all the cheese and leaving. <sighs> Mike, you don't like it when people eat in public, for fuck's sakes. Do you remember when we went to that dispensary launch and they had all those hand rolls and I, I had like 18 of them? I don't even know. Uh -huh. And you were like, I don't know. I just think it's weird when people eat at parties. Yeah, it's weakness. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you seen that um, Succession episode where they're all in Sweden or wherever they're at for Gojo and um, there's a whole breakfast bread with pastries and all these things and Tom Wamsgain comes in and goes, oh, look at all of you little piggies falling for the trick. And then all of a sudden the whole Swedish team comes in and all the Americans have their faces stuffed with fucking cream and sweet bread mm -hmm. looking like doofs at the meeting and it was a trick and I think that eating at a function is a bad move. It's so interesting because like there's so many layers that I know you love food. I know you love preparing food for other people and sharing it with people and enjoying a good time. So where does the where's the line of the event that you will eat at and then you won't eat at? Because it sounds like a house party. Like you should be chill with people just eating at a house party. I had six tortilla chips and a slice of pizza. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Great. Totally. You ate. I ate. Mm -hmm. I ate a slice of pizza, mm -hmm. horked it, because the mushrooms were making my stomach hurt really bad. I can't believe you ate pizza. And so I ate a slice of pizza hoping it would help. And uh -huh. then I ate six <clears throat> tortilla chips while in conversation with a group. Whoa. Eating in conversation even. And, and at one point, I broke off a piece of the tortilla chip mm -hmm. in one bite, had a piece in my hand, and made a very funny joke while pointing the chip at people. And then they laughed. And it felt like I was using the chip as a magic wand. Or it was the mushrooms. We're really unsure where that lands in my own uh, imagination versus reality. Well, how do you feel about um, the 48 oysters lady? <clears throat> oh, speaking what's of, the deal with that? Speaking of public eating. What'd she do? Holy shit. This woman went viral because she ate 48 oysters on a date and then the guy left before the check came and was like, and she texted him and she was like, where did you go? And he was like, well, you ordered all that food. That was just weird. And then she posted a TikTok about it that went viral. Was she expecting him to pay? I don't know if she was expecting him to foot the whole bill, but I think she was more like surprised that he left. Yeah. But she ate 48 oysters and also ordered other food. I think there were some crab cakes involved and drinks. Oh, my gosh. And um, I mean, I just can't imagine having 48 oysters in my stomach. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to have sex with someone after eating 48 oysters. Oh, I wouldn't want to have sex with someone who had just eaten 48 oysters. I don't think I would. I think I would have left, too. Yeah. That's egregious. It is egregious. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like when you move in together and yeah. you're like, you're like, should we both get a large pizza? Uh-huh. Because I don't really, I do want to, 
I want to eat this whole large pizza and mm-hmm. I don't want to share with you while we watch two movies. Right. And that's okay because you're just laying on the couch being slovenly together. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but not a first date. Is not a first date. Th- not yeah. a first date. It's not first a little date bit vibes. of mo- not, what's it called? Modicum? A little bit, I don't know, modesty? Modesty. Um, minimizing? Mouth man. Monica. Monica Lewinsky. Monica. Hey. <laughs> a little bit of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> what am I going on? Goes a long way. What? No. Anyway. <laughs> Well, what, um, wait, 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 what, what's the most oysters that you would feel comfortable? Like what's your date? What's your date agenda for going on a first date? Because a meal is a nerve wracking thing for a date. Very date, very, very nerve wracking. Do you pre-eat? Uh, uh, yeah, to some degree. Like I would definitely like make sure that I'm not showing up hungry. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Crucial. And I'm not going to have, I'll probably have one drink if I'm drinking. I I would have one, maybe two Mm -hmm. and end it there. And as far as food goes, I mean, I would love to share oysters on a first date, like oysters in a glass of champagne sounds great, but I would, I would draw the line at sharing a dozen, I think, or maybe 18 at the outside if we were sharing. Would you see Food Tower on a first date? Hell no. (laughs) No? (laughs) I mean, if I hated my date. (laughs) (laughs) You're just dunking loose flesh into butter and shoving it into your mouth. Oh, if I show up and my date is a complete fucking showed for sure i'll get the seafood tower and i'll have six drinks i don't care like right. you know that's that's a movie but you're gonna pay for that <clears throat> absolutely like i think that's the thing is like if you're eating that way on a first date it sort of shows that like a lack of interest in the other person or how they might feel about you being insane with your conspicuous consumption like that is just over the line and i think she was probably doing it to go viral you think you know so? what I mean? yeah. yeah doesn't it feel like that uh, it hadn't crossed my mind, but I, that's as simple of an explanation as anything else. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to totally. order a seafood tower on a date? No, I wouldn't. Right. I really wouldn't. You would just loathe anyone I, who what, did that. What I look for in a in a date meal mm-hmm. is I want something that I'm not going to eat too fast. Like I would never get three tacos because that's like two bites each. And then I'm going to be done with my meal while we're still talking. I think like a burger and fries is such a great move because I can ration out the fries throughout the conversation. That way I still have something to do with my hands and look at and think about so that I'm not totally engulfed in, you know, just being there with an empty plate in front of me Mm -hmm. or like a nacho, you know, something like that. Something that you can kind of pick apart. Like, yeah, I'm never going to get a long slurpy noodle on a first date. I've learned that lesson the hard way. Mm -hmm. I went on a first date years ago and I ordered something that I think it was in Montreal and it was called Le Monstre, which means the monster. (laughs) And it was like a plate sized a dinner plate sized sandwich that was, I mean, it became a joke. I actually ended up dating that guy for a couple of years because we laughed about it. That's great. So it was great because we both had a sense of humor. I was like, uh, this might've been the wrong thing to order. And he was like, a hundred percent, are you going to eat it? And I was like, I guess so. And it was, but yeah, generally if you're trying to be safe. Mm-hmm. How would yeah. you feel about, um, I would also never order a salad on a first date. Okay. That's what I was just going to ask. Oh, what were you going to ask? How you would feel about a salad on a first date? Oh, it would be like putting on like an outfit that I don't wear. It would be like showing up in a pencil skirt and stiletto heels. Like, what are you talking? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to completely pretend to be some? I love salads. Sure. But I'm not going to order a salad as an entree and then pretend that I got- I'm some little like, you know, a woman who eats salad and like laughs about it. <clears throat> <laughs> like that meme, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I would order a salad for the table and then share it with my date, but I'm not going to order a salad and pretend that's like I'm full. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like me and in in some little, you know, bandage dress with a pair of platform heels, my hair blown out? What do you think? No. Lauren Boebert ordered before giving a hand job at Beetlejuice on her date. 48 (laughs) oysters. Lauren Boebert and her fucking date 
whatever that guy's that bar owner, a democratic bar owner. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were going to talk about this because uh, they she definitely ate 48 oysters. And 17 Cosmos. Yeah. And then was vaping. And we were saying that we were so surprised that you didn't on your travels. Yeah. See that you didn't see that as a couple's costume. No couple costume, handjob, Beetlejuice, musical, Republican, Democrat costumes. Such a shame. It is a shame. What a missed opportunity. Right? Yeah. To Especially like uh, to have a couple where like maybe there's a strap on flopping around oh, for fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> or or even just like when you sit down as a couple mm-hmm. on a couch together, you yeah. have the Beetlejuice program with you and maybe like you make a video of you two like kissing on the couch. Like That's it. there's so many opportunities within that costume and instead nobody did it maybe everyone hates her i don't know but i didn't see everyone one hates her for sure costume. Yeah. yeah 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 for sure yeah but it would be yeah i think printing up that beetlejuice program would have been key to yeah i would have loved to see that totally fucking awesome i think it'd be really funny um and yeah nobody so do you want to go as on tuesday Oh, because we're recording. Tomorrow is Halloween as we record this. This drops the day after Halloween. Yeah. Uh huh. What if I dress up as Beetlejuice? Perfect. And you dress up as a uh, an oyster, as a vape, as an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're Lauren Boebert's date. <laughs> Conceptualized. Conceptualized. We are explaining this everywhere we go. <laughs> I'm the oysters that she ate that made her a horny bitch. <laughs> And he's the program of the show that she got kicked out of. Oh, no. Oh, you would actually just be Beetlejuice. Well, that's Mark just found one of Beetlejuice with Lauren Boebert. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But I do think it's kind of pussy shit. She looks alarmingly like Lauren Boebert. That's pretty amazing. She does. But also lean in. Be the guy. (sighs) Yeah. Be the guy getting a HJ. Be... (laughs) be the hj guy but nobody knows who he is and then if she if she like leaves to go to the bathroom and you're just standing there looking like some guy with your dick at the party <laughs> like, that's not good that so. is bad beetlejuice news. is a safer choice yeah i understand that all right isn't that like the, there was a couple never mind i can't remember now oh it was something else it doesn't matter never mind whoa <laughs> never mind your stone brain is just skittering around over there yeah 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 behind the sunglasses huh. behind the sunglasses well listen i just wanted to touch very briefly on something before we move on about so we were talking about Britney Spears recently in her memoir that came out and how she said that she had had an abortion and you were like are you gonna make a sandwich about it and I said I'm not actually because I think everyone needs to leave her the fuck alone um but I am interested in her memoir and I'm really interested in how it's actually playing out for him right now because he has turned the comments off on his Instagram like he has fully gone to what do they say in the um Italian mafia speak that he's gone to the mattresses like he's he's gone He's kind of not really in hiding, but like he is not publicly really having a great time right now because she called him out on some shit in the memoir. What she she called him out on she forced like, abortion? No, no, no. It wasn't a forced abortion, but like he, they were really young. She got pregnant. He said he didn't want to be a father. She took the um, abortion pill and then was like on the bathroom floor sort of experiencing what she says was very painful for her. And he came in and he played his guitar for her. Heck yeah. While she was going through the- Pre-Barbie movie. Sick move. Jesus Christ. And also, um, I guess there's this really funny part where, so Michelle Williams, the actress, voices the memoir. And she does this part that Britney wrote where she- talks about how he was um using aave like and talking to like some i think it was genuine and like there was a there's a clip of michelle williams being like yeah fo shiz fo shit and it was just it's just fucking embarrassing and like wait what's aave uh african or american 
African American vernacular English. Oh, he just code switched on it. Yeah, like he Got was, it. yeah. And so <laughs> he just looks like a fucking dunce, which he is. And then also, you know, we all love to, you know, forgive him for fucking um, ripping off that breastplate of Janet Jackson's at the Super Bowl, which effectively ended her career and did nothing to his. Like he's so karma is coming around for him. And I just love that this little uh, Instagram reel was showing that like he had that song. What goes around, comes around, goes around, comes around, mm-hmm. which is 2006. And now in 2023, we are all like uh, we're seeing it. Yeah. It came karma. around. It snaked right around and bit you on the ass. (laughs) Justin, don't treat women badly and expect to not suffer any consequences. Yeah, dog. You hear that shit? Yeah, dog. Come on, shiz. Bruh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How are you feeling over there, Mike? My eye hurts. I'm sorry. Why that bug do that? I don't know, man. Corneo scratches are painful. They really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you see to continue? I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to fight through it. Just going to struggle. If we could do a post-game interview where I have ice around my body. And some hot mayo on your eye. And some hot mayo <laughs> on my eye. And we could just field a couple post, post-pod post questions about how I played through and how I think the episode went. Yeah. You know? We should definitely do that. We yeah. should definitely do that. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not believing you. I'm excited to do that. Oh, man. I wanted to bring up a couple of things about mushrooms. I'm feeling so good right now, like really not drinking. I've had drinks this weekend, but really not drinking, taking mushrooms quite a bit when going out and having fun, smoking a ton of delicious uh, low THC weed, sun-grown low THC weed where I'm like high, but I'm not anxiety high. Mm -hmm. Like I've just really found a really nice place for myself where I love how I'm feeling at that moment. And then I don't feel like shit the next day. Except when I do feel like shit the next day and during because I get mushroom gut. Like I, I, my joke in my first standup album that's coming out next year is like, I'm Jewish. So everything I eat turns into diarrhea (laughs) and it's true, but I like, I've been, uh, how do I say it? I have had to use the loo all day long. I was getting in my 10,000 steps this weekend, just going from the bathroom at to the couch and back and forth. Mm. Like, I don't know what to do because I love mushrooms, but they make me so nauseous that I would thought I was going to puke at that house party. Oh, And then once I ride that wave and I get over it, I'm fine. And it's a real beautiful time. But man, I, my, my butt is sad and <laughs> it's just bad news. Do you just get that like rumbly, weird feeling where it's like you just constantly kind of have to be near the facilities? Yes. Yeah. And then my mouth also gets that like pukey i don't want to describe uh, it too much for people who are listening because then maybe you know what i mean and yeah nobody wants to talking feel about way. like throwing up and yeah but it's real and so um yeah. so joel came through this weekend okay and at at the party he's like how you doing man i'm like honestly not good like i'm kind of just standing in the middle of a yard right now <laughs> okay <laughs> and he looked it up and he was like oh lemonade might help mm-hmm. um and so i and so he got me a glass of lemonade and i drank it and it was okay and then I mixed lemonade with whiskey and took one of those. And, you know, I just eventually it passed. But I Googled 
um, mushroom tummy tricks. Okay. And I just wanted to kind of bring them up because I know that you know these as well, but maybe some of our listeners don't know them. Yeah. And, I, you know, we have a very different experience with mushrooms because I do know that feeling of like that sort of momentary like, whoop, okay, there I can feel them hit. And then my system is sort of doing something with them that wants to purge Yeah, a little bit. And I think that's pretty common with psychedelics in general is that purge feeling. I definitely um, have experienced it with mushrooms. And I know, obviously, it's a huge part of ayahuasca. And um, I don't know how much I've experienced it with LSD. And I certainly I didn't get it with ketamine. But like, yeah, I think your body is just like wanting to sort of release some, that's why I never actually want to drink alcohol when I'm on mushrooms at all. It's like yeah. one cold beer maybe will feel good and it's just kind of interesting to drink, but it's like your, your body sort of wants to actually get rid of all that stuff, right? Absolutely. So I think that's part of it is the, the, the nausea and the sort of feeling like you want to go to the bathroom is your body being like, get this out, out, yeah. out. And also because I'm not trying to take doses that will send me to the moon. I'm just trying to smile, giggle, feel loose, yeah. feel comfortable in a crowd. I'm really only like a step, a stem and a cap, mm -hmm. but I don't want to puke that up because then I'm not going to get the effects that I'm looking for. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like sure. that's, so I'm, I'm kind of having to ride the wave. So one of the things that was, uh, oh, before I get into that, um, this is from silohealth.co. And it said that these mushrooms are largely made up of chitin, C-H-I-T-I-N, an indigestible polysaccharide known to trigger inflammation and an immune response. And it's detrimental to gastrointestinal effects. So I thought that it was the shit that it's grown in making you sick. And I'm like, oh yeah, eating shit would be bad, but it's actually something called chitin. I think it might be chitin. Chitin? I think, but I actually don't know how to pronounce it. It does look like C-H-I-T-I-N. I don't know. That's interesting. I've never heard of chitin. I hadn't either. Um, or shit in, or whatever it is. <laughs> is that chitin. how it's pronounced? <laughs> On le prononce chitin avec les psilocybine mushroom en français. Doctors say that eating <laughs> shit may cause inflammation. <laughs> oh, it is chitin. Uh, chitin. Yeah. Cool. Good interesting. to know. Okay. So thank I, you, producer Mark. I can just kind of race through these because we have so much to get to, but lemon teching mm -hmm. is- Can you um, say it all as fast as possible? Mm, I could. <laughs> Uh, with one eye? Yeah, I can give it a shot. <laughs> I'm I kidding, can I'm read kidding. half of it. Um, lemon teching is where you grind up the mushrooms in a grinder or something as fine as possible. Mm -hmm. And then you squeeze fresh lemon juice on them and let them sit for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully there's a little bit of nausea. And also it makes it for a quicker onset. Yeah. And then it's a stronger but shorter experience when you lemon tech. Mm -hmm. Have you lemon teched? I have never lemon teched. I've read about it in some of the publications that recommend it. And I know like when we go to the Oakland Psychedelic Conference or places like that, we'll hear people talking about it. I've never actually done it. I've always just eaten them either in chocolate form or raw or in pill form or as a tea. I think those are all the ways I've done it. Oh, and once I had it with almond butter on a sandwich, mm. not do not recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think in a way, this is kind of like crudo is what it is because oh, you're actually yeah. like using the acidity of the lemon to offset the chitin in there and break it down almost like you would for a fish crudo. That is such a cool way to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rad. Getting, yeah. That's neat. Okay. Lemon tech. Lemon tech. And Got then it. there's tea. Yep. Same as lemon tech. That's it's how I learned to uh, do magic or not how I learned, but the first times that I ever did magic mushrooms, we would go up to the golf course, Bally Haley Golf Course in St. John's, Newfoundland. We would gather them and then we would go back to a friend's house and we would brew a huge pot of it on the stove and everyone would have a cup of that tea. And it was um, lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I miss doing mushroom tea, actually. Yeah. It's a really nice way to do it. It sounds like the most um, 
smoothest way. Yeah, you can doctor it all sorts of ways. Like you can put all sorts of different, you know, herbs and honey and lemon and stuff in it to sort of mask that that poop taste that mushrooms have. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which is why this third one I can't believe is in a scientific publication. Okay. Chew it for thirty minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Are you what? out of your mind? Wow. Say more. Arguably the simplest method mm -hmm. consuming is a long mastication process. Involve eating your chewing eating your chosen dose and chewing them for 30 minutes. This chewing exposes it to chitinase. And chitinase is a family of enzymes that breaks down chitin, which makes it more digestible. Okay. So the chewing makes chitinase. <laughs> Tastes bad? Keep it in your mouth longer. 100%. Wow. Don't breathe on anyone. Well, I guess it's not about how it tastes, though. It's about how it reacts once it's in your stomach. So this makes it more digestible. Mm -hmm. okay. Or give it to a cow and then ask it to spit it out yeah. before it swallows Could it. Could you just baby bird my mushrooms for me, Mike? <laughs> you chew them up for 30 minutes and then just spit in my mouth. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> this is a new fetish. Oh, God. Please chew my mushrooms for me, baby. Mm. Mm. Kink. Okay. Uh, and then the very last one is ginger. Yeah. Uh, which also I think would be great for a tea. So if you like, like yeah. made a lemon ginger tea, now we're talking, right? Great. Some freshly grated ginger. Delish. Yeah. Because ginger interacts with the brain's 5-HT3 receptors, mm -hmm. which are also, um, the re those receptors are also in action when using anti-nausea drugs like Zofran. Yep. So 5-HT3 um, receptors are why you get nauseous and things like ginger and Zofran counteract yeah. that. And Gravol too, you know that um, anti-nausea drug Gravol? Maybe mm -mm. that's a Canadian thing, but it's like, uh, I just actually saw this when I was in Newfoundland. There's ginger gravel, which is specifically what you take for like when you're feeling travel sick. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Because anyway, I'm just having a great time, but mm -hmm. I am also not having a great time. Well, why don't we update your um, mushroom intakes and then come back and can you report back? Can you do some field reporting? Like do some, try, try lemon tech and try some other things and then come back and let us know. So for Halloween tomorrow night, mm -hmm. um, a lemon tech. Great. Okay, let's do it. And then you'll it. go into a sea of carnival costumes and have a fucking psychedelic time. 100%. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to bring to the table this week. Okay. Uh, especially with the holidays coming and people <laughs> wanting to, you know. Sparkle. Sparkle a bit. Sure. Yeah. And also, can I just say, we, t we were talking last week about how, or recently about how if you are feeling weird at a social event and you have ingested some amount of mushrooms, you just need to go outside and interact with a tree. And I got a DM from a friend who was like, 1 million percent, like hugging trees saved my life. No kidding. And I was like, great. Yes. This is, I think, solid advice. If you're feeling weird, go outside and look at a tree. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and speaking of trees... Yeah. Well, we had a little cannabis segment that we wanted to do because we were writing our uh, script for the MJ Awards and we were talking through like the business of cannabis. Yeah. Seed and, to sale. Yeah. Seed to sale and just that process and how crazy it is and how like it seems like everyone who's like, oh, you work in weed, that must be so chill and cool. And then you actually meet anyone who works in the cannabis industry and they're missing chunks of hair right. and they haven't slept in weeks and they're like, my, you know, everything's on fire. Yeah. 
And so we started digging into like what the seed to sale process of legal cannabis actually is. And every step seems so simple. And then at every step, you're like, oh, no, it's terrible. Especially because uh, all I watch mostly is cooking shows and documentaries Mm -hmm. and everything from the French laundry to any Michelin starred restaurant. They're like, oh, yeah, farm to table. And it's like, we just go out to our garden and whatever's in season, we pick and we cook that night. So it's like we went out and got up all the zucchini. And tonight we're going to have zucchini on our tasting menu. Uh-huh. Ta-da! Ta-da! It's <laughs> so simple. Sale. It's just agricultural. But that's the thing. Like, cannabis isn't considered an agricultural product. Isn't that nuts? Oh, no. Under laws, it doesn't fall under any ag- agricultural protection. Yeah, that's right. It's not like tomatoes or anything that you can grow. It is not. It doesn't fall under those fucking laws because of it being federally illegal. Yeah, it's not. It's considered a, uh, I mean, a drug and a commodity, but not an agricultural product. That's crazy because they spray those. They spray those tomatoes with plastic. I know, <laughs> and they inject them with like halibut genes and yeah, stuff. It's it, crazy. It's fucking nuts. And they're like, ah, yeah, Monsanto, no problem. Right. It's all good. Just Out- outdoor sun-grown flower. Yeah, that grown can... from a seed, popped, loved by these hippies, helping with PTSD. Straight to you for Eat your plastic. Shut yeah. up. Shut the fuck up and eat your plastic. But it's so nuts because so it yeah it starts with the seed like even procuring the seeds is like because every all of it is illegal under federal law every step of it is so crazy at that level but then at the micro levels of this like the seed part popping the seeds or getting the clones and then getting into the grow room it's like well that should be pretty easy because it's a weed right and it grows super easily except you need the lighting system and the newts and the air filtration and the correct growing medium like are you going to use cocoa coir or rock wool or whatever and sure hope you have someone who's good at like watering on time and taking care of what are those neem mites uh oh yeah like spider mites spider mites yeah you can use neem oil to combat all of the pests and then you need your beneficial insects and are you using ladybugs like there's so many like every grow we've gone to we've gone down the rabbit hole with some grower who just like lives sleeps eats and breathes that those plants yeah and there's so much to it it's not simple. It's I mean, not. I killed the only weed plant I've ever tried to grow. I killed mine too. And it was the one that was called Just Water It. And I watered it mm-hmm. and it died. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even make it past seed. <laughs> mine was called Instant Pot and um, killed that shit. Yep. Fucking killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you pop a seed. So you pop a seed or then, a clone. And then you- You grow it. Grow it. But to grow it, you need lighting- Pots, yeah. fertilizer, All the shit. certain watering, Filtration. temperatures, filtration, space. space. A safe space where you're not going to get robbed. Uh-huh. And then you get to the cultivation stage, the harvesting, trimming, drying, and curing of plant matter. Also, like so many ways that you could fuck it up. You could cut it down too soon. You could, like, it's always a danger that, you know, someone is going to screw up the, the curing or the trimming. You need people who are good at trimming, which is actually like, I think, less and less common to have, like, there used to be the whole culture of the people who would just go move up and down the harvests and, you know, the tr- they used to call them trimigrants. Tri- what do they call them now? I think you learned a new word for it when you were in Humboldt. Uh, scissor drifters. Scissor drifters. I love yeah, that. Yeah. On our way to Humboldt, when we were driving to the farm, I was like, oh man, I could see back in the day, people on the side of the road here looking for work and just holding out scissors. And they go, yeah, they're called scissor drifters. And they're looking for to come trim and make some money before they move on to the next place. Used to be a whole way of life. Now the legal industry has like collapsed that because there's no money in it anymore. And then you move on to like processing where there's, you know, extractions and packaging and all that. I mean, we all know packaging requirements change all of the time. Like you get all of your cannabis. It's, It's grown 
dried, cured, you're ready to package it. You get it all into these beautiful packages that you've paid for design and everything. And then the government is like, actually, we changed these regulations and now you need to repackage everything or like, you And know. throw away all the plastic that you just bought oh, because God. you have to use plastic for these things. Yep. And a double locked bag with childproof. And also your logo of a dragon might be confusing for kids and they might not work out. So also we have new THC rules and regs that you need to put the, on the back of each package. Yep. So it used to just be THC percentages and the date that it was pulled and bagged. But now we also need cannabinoids. We need CBD. We also need what type of water filtration system is on the back. The terp profiles, the, all the lab testing and analysis, and you have to pay for all of that. Yes. So, you know, like how this and is so you know there's a second there's a second fucking license I learned in Humboldt. Mm -hmm. Um you can get your license to grow, but then you also need a second license to transport the weed from your grow to the dispensaries That's or right. the labs. You're not allowed to drive your own weed off of your property. Nope. You either need to hire a middle person who has that license. Distribution. For distribution, mm -hmm. or you have to get your own distro license, which also is its own set of things to jump through. And fucking nightmares because there are people who get distro licenses and they're like burner distro licenses and they'll come, they'll show up at your farm, they'll take your weed and then they will disappear yep. into the fucking night and then you can't find them. So you How just dare your... this thing just be a circle? <laughs> it just like, yeah. Oh, it's so easy. Here's, Here's the seed to sales process. So next up, we have sales. Uh, we, we, you're not allowed to sell directly to consumers. It's only B2B. So you have to go to the dispensaries and do business with the stores that are only the legal retail stores. You can never just sell. Can you imagine growing something and then never being able to just sell it to your friends, like a tomato farmer at a farmer's market? Mm -hmm. Like fucking crazy and then fulfillment you've got like all these crazy like deliveries and drivers and transportation and storage and fucking metric which is its own nightmare which is the system that the computer system the tracking system that's used for uh, legal retail cannabis which is so buggy like any dispensary owner always says how much they hate it and what a nightmare it is and then you have um wait and for that sales part mm -hmm. um unlike eggs which all of a sudden there was like of too too few eggs so the price is skyrocketed to 10 bucks a garden there is such a surplus of cannabis oh, everywhere yeah. because um every step of the way is a bunch of hoops to jump through and hoops under those hoops to jump through that uh, the price of a pound at wholesale is like 450 bucks so imagine getting the lighting getting the licenses getting the new packaging getting the new testing getting the distro person to not disappear and instead pick it up for you then get it onto shelves and all of that is uh, $450 plus a bunch of government tax. Yeah, it costs you more to get your weed to market than it did that you, like it cost, you're never gonna make money. You're never gonna make money. Well said, way to tighten my, it up. My brain just pretzeled and I was like, profit margins, brat. <laughs> anyway, and the, the last step is retail. Obviously, this is where you and I get to go into the dispensary and buy it. And then as the consumer, we get to make choices. And hopefully you have some great buy one, get one free deals. And am I getting 33% off today because it's Tuesday? And also, I have a medical card, so I'm not wanting to pay taxes. But you're a dispensary that doesn't do that. And it doesn't honor it. So I'm getting fucked over by the tax system. And like, just at every level, legal cannabis is fucked and fucked. If the fuckery abounds no matter where you look in the country at every state level. Well, I mean, it's only state level, but in every state, every state has its own issues. I think there are some states that are doing it better than others. I think Washington is kind of doing OK. And Alaska. And Alaska is kind of doing OK. Um, I just got a DM from Hawaii, actually. Oh, do you mind if I pull, find it real quick? Please to read? pull it up. Okay. And I was going to say, and New York is kind of 
fucked up. And that's such a bummer because we thought New York was going to be doing okay. And that will uh, lead us into our news story too. Um, while you look up your DM. Here's what it is. Okay. Here's what it is. Thousands of marijuana plants from Hawaii's largest medical cannabis farm. Arlen Kawano has the exclusive video and explains why some say the farm is being unfairly targeted. So they went to Hawaii's largest medical farm. Okay. Cut down every plant, burned all of it. Who did? Um, the, the DEA. The DEA. And so now no medical patient in Hawaii can get their medicine. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry for all of our listeners in Hawaii. For That's horrible. Horrible. Good Lord. Yeah. So seed to sale. No problem. No problem. Super easy, super cool. I go out to my garden, I pull that zucchini, and next Weed. thing you know, I've got... <laughs> so chill, right? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, what, how would, what shape should this circle be? It shouldn't. It should, it should be one of those like... Squeakly lines that's just like, you know, when you see like a serial killer's diary and they've just been like, <laughs> they press the pen really hard into the paper and it's just like a black mass. That's what it should look that like. That is what it should look like. <laughs> the business of cannabis, a serial killer's diary. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking truth. Well, that brings us to our Grubla Gazette news story this week, which is uh, from Marijuana Moment. Always go to marijuanamoment.net for all the news. And this, the headline of this story is that a bud tender at New York City's first legal cannabis store has been jailed on marijuana charges. He landed in Rikers. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit because I don't want to get it wrong. So an employee of the first of New York City's first legal marijuana dispensary is being held at Rikers on a cannabis-related felony charge in a striking example of how pot, despite being legal in New York State, can still drag people into the criminal justice system. So uh, 33-year-old Jumal George was pulled over in Brooklyn um, as he was driving to a friend's house. He was leaving his shift. He works as a lead bud tender at a place called uh, Housing Works Cannabis Co., which is one of the very few legal uh, pot stores in New York. And he was pulled over by cops. I wonder why. He's a black man. And they found he was driving without a license and that he had a warrant against him in Pennsylvania. And the charges in Pennsylvania were from cannabis-related charges that he was arrested for back in 2021. But here in New York, he's simply driving without a license. That's what's going on. So they pulled him over. And then they detained him. And then he was sentenced to seven days in Rikers, which is notoriously a absolutely terrible place to be to go it's a horrible it's one of the only prisons i've heard of yeah which is not a good thing it's really bad yeah um he was given seven days for the license charge and more than a week later he's still being held there and he's awaiting extradition to pennsylvania where he is facing a felony charge for possession with intent to distribute marijuana and six misdemeanor charges uh there's no bail set in that case and it could carry up to 15 years of prison time so Wait, we have to parse this out a bit because yeah. I feel like this headline is a little bit misleading. Sure. This headline makes me think that somebody who's a bud tender in New York got arrested for being a bud tender. He was not arrested and for being a bud tender. And that's not the case. That's it right. just so happens that his employee, he's a, he is a bud tender. Yes. That is his job. That's correct. But that's not what we're talking about here. No, he wasn't arrested for being a bud tender. You're so right. He, yeah. was, he was pulled over for driving without a license or he was pulled over. Mm -hmm. He Excuse me. He was found to be driving without a license, and then they found these charges that exist against him in Pennsylvania that date back two years. But he is legally employed as a bud tender at this. Um, I think the what the story is really pointing out is the hypocrisy of the fact that a person who could be working in the legal cannabis industry in New York could still go to jail for charges stemming from 
cannabis. And in in Pennsylvania is not a legal state. Pennsylvania does not have legal cannabis Un-freaking yet. Unfreaking believable. Yeah. Right. And and in most cases, like I remember I got pulled over once and didn't have my insurance, but yeah. I was like going 170 or something like that. Uh-huh. And they were like, just send us your insurance card. And I was like, yeah, but I got a fine for not having it on me. But at the end of the day, this guy might have his driver's license home. Yeah. Oh, he did have it home. His wife was like, or his fiance was like, yeah, he just forgot it that day. It's not like he doesn't have a license. He just didn't have it on him. Right. So the deal with his charges in Pennsylvania are that he was arrested um, in August 2021 after a traffic stop for making a turn from the wrong lane. He and his fiance were on a trip with their child to an amusement park. And then cops said, hmm, they smelled cannabis in the car. So they searched the vehicle. They found some edibles that they had forgotten about. And he was charged with possession as well as uh, driving under the influence of a Schedule One drug which we all know is weed can stay in your system for days. So there's no evidence. Like if you're pulled over and you have THC in your system, it doesn't mean you're driving impaired. Right. It might mean that you smoked a joint three days ago or you had an edible yesterday. It doesn't mean you're high. Right. And it also, the idea of having edibles in your car that you forgot about, it should not be a felony. No, it's it's so so fucking infuriating. So he uh, was charged with um, those things and then he made it to a hearing and then the date of his second hearing was changed and the notice of that hearing was sent to an address where he no longer lived. So like, it's just a, it's a series of errors. It's, you know, it's, it's insane that he is facing these charges and we should definitely follow this story because if he does end up doing any jail time for being pulled over for driving for not having his license on him, not even not having a license. It's just, it's infuriating, especially because he's a black man who is, you know, employed at this legal weed store. And the only things that are his fault are having some edibles in the car and making a wrong turn. Yeah. Um, But the idea of this warrant being out for him because it was sent to a wrong address, like, that's not his fault. How, How do you know about mail you didn't get? Yeah, I don't, exactly. How do you, how do you fucking know about mail you didn't get? It's crazy. So I don't know. Well, and he's also he has a daughter. He's working a job that's yep. legal. All Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah. Another example of uh, legal Seed to weed. jail. Yeah. Wow. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Damn. It's fucking crazy. I hope he gets great representation and um, that the entire state of New York screams about it on his behalf if he gets extradited and charged. Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully this is a judge that is like, OK, they're trying to throw the book at this guy. And all that's going to happen is maybe some like probation and a fine Yeah, for things that are... Not a fucking felony charge, which mm. means you lose the right to vote and a ton of others. Like having a felony record and means... And your child? Yeah. You can't have... You can't get access to like so many things with a felony charge. It's just crazy. Yeah. And also as somebody who has forgotten that they had a one hitter in their bag when they threw their bag through the mm-hmm. TSA on the way to New York and then unpacked my bag in New York and was like, oh my God, I, I forgot I had this one hitter in here. Like mistakes happen and you should not be sent to prison for them. I just traveled to Newfoundland with a one hitter in my bag and went through customs and got to Newfoundland and pulled it out and was like, wow, holy fuck. Holy fuck. That's terrifying. Yeah. I'd just forgotten about, I mean, it was just like in the, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have weed in it or anything. It was clean. Um, but even if it hadn't been, I mean, they, they could have seen it and pulled me. I'm sure I'm on lists. Mm-hmm. I know I'm on lists. Yeah, of course you are. So <laughs> your name, Mary Jane Gibson, what list should we start with? <laughs> Top 10 um, <laughs> coolest 
people in the world. <laughs> you think you think the government has cool people lists as well? Yeah, definitely. Probably because then they go it's, into those your, are enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool people equals enemy. Yeah. They're the ones that they hack into your cloud and pull your nudes in case they ever need to distract from the war in Israel and Palestine. I don't have nudes in the cloud. You don't have cloud nudes? Hell no. Nice. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. No way, man. No, my nudes are all on film in my closet. Congratulations. (laughs) Slides. (laughs) You need a projector to see them. (laughs) We walk into the, you walk into your bedroom. There's a guy like laying there. You're wearing like some fancy lingerie and you wheel out a projector. Slide projector. (laughs) (laughs) Just lower like one of those overhead. (laughs) Oh, I just got to plug this in. Make sure the the lamp, the bulb is working. It's got to warm up a bit. going to take about six Just pull down the um you know what are those things called screen the screen the projection screen yeah exactly yeah that's that's how you see my nudes <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh not stranger things wonder years <laughs> you yeah. know those scenes where they would be sitting in the in like the dark in the classroom like yeah there's some really sexy era. music playing but cutting through it is the <laughs> of it changing slides <laughs> Oh, man, I remember that sound so well. Um, well, flying to Newfoundland, uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things about my trip home oh, while yeah. we're on the topic. I, uh, If you're looking at our YouTube, you can see an experience that I had. This is incredible. That I wanted to talk about a little this bit. This is all... Rum. So Newfoundland oh, is my God. famous for being a, an island of rum drinkers, right? Because the the trade used to be that the fishermen would come over from all over the place from England and Ireland and Portugal and everything. And they would come to Newfoundland, they would catch cod, and then they would send the cod south to Jamaica and they would get sugar and rum. And then they would ship that back to Portugal and England and everywhere. So it was like this, you know, transatlantic trade that had to do with salt, fish and rum for the most part, those things were gold. And so Newfoundland would get the, some of the rum back in these barrels to sustain the fishermen who lived on the Island through these icy fucking cold winters. And they, um, famously had this sort of like the dregs, the shitty rum that they weren't shipping back for the, you know, nobles and the rich people over in, you know, Europe, the Newfoundlanders would get this stuff called screech. Okay. Which literally will put hair on your chest. Oh yeah. And it's a super famous, like a, a ritual when you go to Newfoundland, you get screeched in where you actually drink screech a shot of rum and then you have to kiss a cod and say a little um, bit about being an honorary Newfoundlander and stuff. So I went, I was in the store and um, they were doing a screech tasting and I was asking the woman like, what's the story with the the new flavor of screech? And she was like, ah, they just, you know, they changed the recipe a little bit, but we actually drink. She was like, if you're a real Newfoundlander, you drink lamb's rum. And then she was like, go over and look at the lamb's display on the wall. And so this is a video that I took of it. I mean, it's got to be like 30 feet of a wall display. It's an rum. entire, it, it, like this is what cereal usually looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And so I was just like struck by not only like how much rum Newfoundlanders drink, but also by the fact that like I had this chat with her. She told me this whole history of like rum in Newfoundland and how it's delivered to parts of the island by a snowmobile and boat and just like really charming. And then I was standing taking this video and I was standing in the aisle and this guy walked up next to me and he was like shopping for Christmas. And I turned to him and we just fell into this conversation like you do when you're home, you know, yeah. like when you're in your hometown. I found out so much about him in like three minutes. He like where he grew up and where he worked and around the world and his DJ career. And then he was like, I'm DJing in Dildo tomorrow night. And I was like, I'm having such a Newfoundland moment because Dildo is a town in Newfoundland. Ah. <laughs> Made famous actually in America by um, Jimmy Kimmel. 
who sent what's the what's his uh is it Guillermo? Yes. He sent Guillermo to Dildo to do like some field reporting <laughs> of coming amazing. from Dildo, Newfoundland. So I don't know. I just like was my heart was warmed. The cockles were warmed. And then I went up to the cashier and had another conversation where he was like telling me about his weird uncle and stuff. And I was just like, this is so nice. Like everyone is making me feel really connected and in my hometown. And it especially struck me because I have felt so disconnected of late, especially like duking it out with strangers on the internet about whether or not women are people or whatever it is that we're talking about in the sure. comments on some sandwich video. It feels very like rough sometimes. And so I just wanted to say that going home made me feel very connected, even though I was there to, you know, my mom wasn't well and it wasn't like the best trip. I wasn't there for fun, but I had that moment where I was like, ah, this is nice. That is really nice. Newfoundlanders are good people. Um, so I know you've had Screech. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and been screeched in and kissed a cod. Mm -hmm. Have you had lamb before? Oh yeah, many many times. That's so like is if you, lamb as fiery, one fifty one y, moonshiny as screech. No, lambs. That's why they drink it. Like if you go to a Newfoundland party and you walk into the kitchen, there'd be a handle of lambs on the counter with probably Coke, most likely or Pepsi, depending where you are. Love a rum and Coke. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, or you can have a dark and stormy with a little bit of ginger beer, and then at Christmas you drink it with eggnog. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's good. That's, that's really cool. That's what's on the counter. Huh. Mm -hmm. I I uh, I think I would like to visit New. Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Say Almost. it for me one time. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to visit there for like three days. No, boy. You got to go for a while. Yeah? Yeah. To really let it sink in? Yeah, you got to get like, give it a good week. Because then I got to also get over the people coming up and talking to me in the grocery store. Well, like, they're not going to talk to you. You don't think so? No way, man. I have a very welcoming presence. I don't I, know. <laughs> people look at me. I'm drawing people in with my warmth. They, Everyone wants to chat. You, okay. You don't think so? Well, if you put that out, they'll come up to you. But if you're, you know, not putting that out, they won't. They're very intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I had a couple of encounters and moments where like there was one moment where I was, I won't get into the actual story, but I was talking to someone and I was sort of like approaching it with like a very LA vibe. And I just watched her clock it and just like shut off behind the eyes. Wow. And I was like, oh no, I need to deal with this like a Newfoundlander. And Which I means just, like, what? zero affect or bullshit or trying to code it or tell a story with it. Like here are the fucking facts of what's going on and what information I need from you. Like, I think I was, I don't know. I was acting a little bit. Yep. And they could smell it on you. Yeah. Like I put on like a little bit of a, like a kind of a smile and a voice where I was trying to sort of, and sh I just, she was like dead in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Why am I trying to bullshit you? Here's what I actually need from you. And then she responded. It was just like, it was so cut and dried. And that's what I love about it. There's no fucking bullshit. Like they don't have any room for it. Like they have been living on this godforsaken island for like 500 fucking years and they've gotten fucked over by literally everything, including the Canadian government. They do not have time for it. And at the same time, they're so funny. They're like, it's that Irish humor. It's like, yeah. you know, you laugh in the face of death, right? So like, it's great. I love it. I love Newfoundland. And... For Creamed Corner, I had a special little Newfoundland treat to share with you. Oh, okay, great. Do we have time? For, um, no. You know what? Save <laughs> your little treats and we're going to end. Yeah, fuck this. Okay, listen. Forest Road Chocolates. I was so excited to get these because I've been seeing them on my friend's Facebook. And I found out that the girl who makes, or woman who makes them, um, she was the daughter of one of my dad's um, colleagues at the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. And I remember her from when she was like six Stephanie Porter, I haven't seen her in a million years, but she's making these chocolates. Look at these chocolates. Can you see them with Those your blind are eye? Gorgeous. So Forest Road chocolates are an artisanal chocolate from I don't know if you can I can't hold them up without them falling out, but oh, we got them. So 
She's making them with local, um, yeah. Oh, sorry there. Thank you. She's making them with local, uh, ingredients. So partridge berry orange is one, um, caramel corn. Oh, that's exciting. This is sort of like a Halloween-y kind of looking, um, can I try one? Of, yes. I would love you to try one. So you, your choices are partridge berry orange, caramel corn, strawberry, and river mint popping, not pooping, popping hazelnut, pumpkin spice, cheesecake, espresso, Lime, lemongrass, basil, and chili, and s'mores. Damn. Okay. I'm going to go based on prettiness. Okay. And I'll only and take I'll a half you, bite. And I'll share it with you. Yeah. So shout out Forest Road Chocolates. And thank you to my friend Michelle for procuring these for me. And, uh, oh, so okay, that one is partridge berry orange. Partridge berry orange. Good choice. Partridge berry is like a, have you ever had partridge berry? No, but it's delicious. Oh. Very unique. It's got a pungent Very unique. quality to it, right? I like it. It is. I can describe it in a second, but um, partridge mm. berry is very unique. Partridge berry. Mm -hmm. At first, it reminded me of a raspberry just on color and taste, mm -hmm. but it has a little bit more, I don't know, to it. It's mm -hmm. not a raspberry. That's right. It's got like that. I don't know. I feel like it's common if you've had mm. other northern berries like cloudberries or salmon berries they they it's like things grow north in the tundra have this sort of pungent quality to them yeah it's almost like a little um yeah pungent vinegar or something yeah wow can we eat one more because i i'm not mm -hmm. a big fruit yeah candy person yeah uh, pick, which one do you want to try you pick one based on looks and i'll tell you what it is there's an eyeball right here let's eat the eyeball let's that is lime eyeball. lemongrass basil and chili mm. I don't um, know. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Forestroadchocolates.com is her website. And I think she's just popping up at different spots around St. John's at like farmer's markets and stuff. Fuck. Okay. It's so good. Oh, good. I'm so glad you said do it, bitch. I didn't say bitch. You said, yes, you did. With your voice, you said wow. do it, bitch. I should be wearing my shirt that says quit projecting. <laughs> $15. Oh. <laughs> Go to her website mm -hmm. um, because I, I'm not projecting. I heard the tone. What do you think of it? You heard the tone. The tone was do it, bitch. Wow. I can hear your stomach I'm growling. I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I've been living on mushrooms and Pedialyte. <laughs> well, luckily for you, I have another treat. That oh. was amazing. Check out forestroadchocolates.com for more information. And lastly, for our creamed corner, I wanted to present to you to make up for my horrible failure last week of that candy corn. <laughs> that was so funny. Cob. It was just warm sugar cookie dough with candy corn sliding <laughs> around it. Nailed it. <laughs> it really was awful. And it didn't even taste good. I mean, you were nice enough to try it, but it was bad. What are these babies? I made candy corn blondies. <gasps> no. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at these. Oh, look at these. Wow. <laughs> I still think they're not good. Really? I just think candy corn is a really hard thing to work with. Okay. Well, you, have you tried one yet? I have. <laughs> well, I don't like that you're not trying one now. <laughs> I don't really want to eat anymore. Okay. This is so sweet. Mom. Okay. It's like, maybe if I were a teenager, like mm -hmm. maybe if I were in seventh grade, I would enjoy this, but my adult palate especially after these beautiful artisanal chocolates, just doesn't want it. It's too much sugar. So here's what I'll say about that. Ugh. I know I just said I'm not a big fruit dessert person. Mm -hmm. This needs like a raspberry going through it. This needs something Ugh. to cut the double sweetness of the blondie 
the white chocolate chips and the candy corn. Yeah. Like I really like it. And I also like a crispy base on mm-hmm. a brownie. Like mm-hmm. I like a, a hard shell base on a brownie. And I like how um, soft the middle is and crunchy the top is. Like texturally, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it is just sugar. Yeah. Like it needs candy corn needs um, anything else besides sugar. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it really does. I think if you think of this mm. as fudge. Which is pure. I've never enjoyed fudge. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's just, ugh, I don't know why people like fudge. If you think of this as fudge, I guess it's somewhat successful. Um, anyway, I tried my best. I still have like a pound of candy corn. I need to do something with it. I spent like $14 on it. I can't just throw it away. So you might get some more candy corn next week. You know what would be good? Like candy corn spaghetti or something. Don't you think it would be really good chunked up in some kind of like ice cream situation with like a ribbon? <laughs> A couple ribbons going through it mm. like a no i just think I'll i'm just anti there. i think i'm anti candy corn is That's, what i'm saying oh see everybody is mm. and the more you're using it the more anti you're becoming yes. i love candy corn i love the texture i love the sweetness but when you're trying to incorporate it in other things yeah it's not a helpful friend so since i've done two 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 tries and two fails or one fail and one maybe bait like a d mm-hmm. can i give you the pound of candy corn and have you do something with it please <laughs> yes but i mean it's giving you a job i know it's no fine. i don't mind mm-hmm. i'll knock it out of the park but do you want that for next week episode because we have a different type of app possibly oh that's next right week. that's right that's right any any time doesn't even need to be for an app i okay. feel like i would just love to give you this pound can of candy be, corn can it maybe be closer to thanksgiving which is also a corn holiday you know what i have some crazy sodas that we're going to taste for Thanksgiving that are weird Thanksgiving flavors. Okay. Do so, they have moths in them or anything? There, there... I don't think there's any moths. Okay. I will have to double, triple check. Maybe producer Mark can help me look um, <laughs> to see if there's any moths in our sodas. Um, but we should do like a, a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving yes. app where we do some tasting of some things and we can do some candy corn I mean, you. I know you, Mike. You're good with palates and flavors. I will make something dazzling with that candy corn. Also, the more I eat that, as a person addicted to sugar, mm-hmm. the more I would polish those off until I feel sick. Okay, great. Like, I think they're delicious in their like obtuse sugariness. Yeah. Yes. It's a lot. Absolutely. It's a lot. And that kind of crunchy bottom, that charred caramelly bottom. Happy with the texture. Real nice. Hate the taste. Hate the taste. Yeah. Okay. Feel a yeah. little sick. I will I will bring candy corn back to its rightful place as a respectable treat. Thank you. you I got look it. forward to it. Okay. Uh thank you for cooking though. Honestly, for these for these uh episodes where you've been bringing in creamy treats for us. I really appreciate it. I mean, it's I'll nice. make something good at some point. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Cool. Um, Buds of the week? Yeah. Is that where we're week. at? That's where we're Shit. at. All right. My Bud of the week this week is Jesus Trejo, friend of the show. He even performed on our last live Weed and Grub That's at right. the Moxie. We have another so one coming in December, I believe. Um, Jesus Trejo, great comic, good pal. He just came out with his new special. It's called Practicing. It's free on YouTube. He's also, uh, the day of this record, Monday, he's on Jimmy Kimmel tonight performing. Um, I love his new special so much. I watched it this weekend. It's just hilarious. He has great jokes about air fryers and cupcakes and muffins. And he's, it's, it's just great, clean, rapid fire, hilarious comedy. And uh, I cannot recommend him as a person or as a comedian enough. So check out his Instagram at Jesus Trejo and check out his new special practicing on 
YouTube. I can't wait to watch it. He's so funny. It's so good. He has a bit um, about um, going to the doctor. I'll just leave it at that. But I love <laughs> I love any like 10 minute bit yeah. where the payoff is like, oh, my God, like it is a masterclass in like how a story can be structured for maximum impact. It's so good. I'm so excited to watch it. That's awesome. Yeah. My butt of the week this week is our friends over at Bad Manners. They've got their new cookbook out. It is their fifth. It's called Hungry as Hell. And it is coming out tomorrow on Halloween. So when this drops on November 1st, uh, you can just trot on over to their website and order yourself a copy. It's looking so good. I have had a bunch of the recipes in here because Michelle has been cooking up all of her amazing recipes and then inviting friends over to taste them. And I'm lucky enough to be on that list. So can I just say that um, my waistline does not thank her, but my taste buds do. (laughs) What have you tried from the book? (laughs) Uh, There was honestly this fucking crazy wedge salad with this beautiful sort of, I don't even know what the dressing is. It's got like a dill and it's sort of like a ranch, but you know, everything she makes is plant-based. Um, her salads were so on point. I had a pumpkin roll-up lasagna that was amazing. Whoa. There's a midnight cho- chocolate cake that was delicious. Um, yeah, those are the three that I can think of right now. But, oh, queso. There's this amazing queso, plant-based queso, that I would just straight up guzzle from the like jug. I would love to try it. Oh, I saw the TikTok they made of that plant-based queso. Mm-hmm. Even the color was like, in uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, inviting. Yeah. 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 I would definitely slather myself in that and then just, you know, put on some of my slide projector porn for people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. This is Instead how I of like, you know, when, um, when people would like naked women would lay down with sushi on them, mm-hmm. it's you just covered in queso. <laughs> with a slide projector. <laughs> Who wants to date me? Come on. (laughs) So hot. Anyway, uh, go follow Bad Manners. Uh, Fucking delicious and amazing and wonderful and and funny. Their books are funny. Yeah. Uh, Michelle's an amazing writer. And yeah, it's great. The photos are gorgeous. So check it out. Amazing buds of the week this week. Yeah. Great episode. Um, I know that this will come out after Halloween, but if you want to keep sending us your costumes, Mm -hmm. uh, please keep sending them our way. And, uh, you can always email us at WG at weedandgrub.com email or our Instagram is at weed and grub. Our TikTok is at Mike and Mary Jane, where we have two strikes against us really trying to get a third and (laughs) uh, get just like, you know, canceled from social media. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, Uh, go to Centair and use code weed and grub for 25% off. Just grub. Just grub. Go to Centair either way and use that code that Mary Jane was right about. Grub. And uh, if you see any boberts in the wild, send us a, send us a pic. Yeah. Snap some pics. Snap some pics. Or if you see the real one, just also snap a pic. <laughs> <laughs> just make her feel crazy. Yeah, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, This was fun, Mike. I'll see you uh, next week, right? Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.